Soccer FM is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is in association with pieandbovril.com. Hello and welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, a full roundup of the weekend's action in the SPFL. It's sackings galore today. We'll talk about that. Where are they now is back to, and we catch up with our team around the world. Plus, our brand new game show continues as well. Ray Bradshaw, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yes, very well. I had a good weekend. What'd uh, you go up to? Uh, not a lot, actually. I watched a lot of telly. I watched the new Mad Max film on Sunday. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Nah. With Tom Hardy in it. And nah. uh, Charlize Theron I thought you said Charlize Pateri No, no, Charlize Pateri She had a cameo But it was Charlize, uh, Charlize, Charlize Theron It was quite good Quite enjoyed it, yeah So I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen it if No, I've, not, I do better things Okay, uh, okay I just watched so much football this weekend Yeah, there was uh, So much Yeah, I watched quite a lot as well We'll get into that in a wee bit But first of all It is the Monday 25th of October, uh, September I should say October. We are live on Facebook Month ahead of myself uh, Thank you to everyone who retweeted Shared and liked last week's episode Thanks for the comments And pieandbovro.com as well Feedback always welcome Remember if you want to get in touch for anything, you can tweet us at Scott Soccer FM. Just search for us on Facebook Soccer FM. You can listen live or subscribe on iTunes if you're listening back to this. Remember, remember, rate us as well if you're on iTunes, and you can follow us on SoundCloud as well. If you're listening to us on Facebook right now, do us a favour. Always say this, share it to your page so your mates can hear it as well. And feel free to comment. We'll read out the best of them as we go on in the show. And uh, yeah, let's uh, start by looking back on the weekend in the SPFL. Ray Bradshaw, what was your highlight? Would you say from the Premier? Um, I don't know, there's a few things that I quite enjoyed I'll tell you what I did enjoy um, Motherwell Aberdeen Potentially one of the worst games of football I've ever watched it, in my life It was pretty horrendous It wasn't was it? unbelievably gash Yeah that, It was so bad I think that was the idea Aberdeen were just, you know, trying not to get scudded again I think yeah, that was I, it I, so. I, I tweeted about how it's the worst thing I've seen I used to have a season ticket under Dick Campbell And mm. um, a few... Uh, Motherwell fans get in touch to say Aberdeen have not tried to play football at all. Yeah. And I, also, a week after we talked up, Joe Lewis is the best keeper in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Three he, mistakes in the week. So, uh, not good for Joe Lewis, but a good result for Aberdeen. And uh, that means they are still second in the table. Two points behind uh, Celtic at the top. Uh, we'll get on to Celtic Rangers in just a wee second. Were they uh, playing each other the weekend? Celtic uh, Rangers? I think they were. Yeah, I heard a couple of things about that. Didn't so, uh, Aberdeen, three points clear of St Johnston. Uh, Motherwell, their recent good run comes to an end. Yeah. So, uh, but still, in a decent place, still in the top six for Motherwell. So, not yeah. Yeah, and I was watching it looks like Motherwell have kind of got rid of a lot of the old guard and the likes of Lasley and maybe kind of focused on some different new players coming in and Stephen Robinson just looks like a very angry man doesn't he yeah I, I, I've, uh, I know a couple of people who work at Motherwell and they say he's a really nice guy really so, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I surprised. he looks like a dad at a 50th birthday mm-hmm. like, do you know he's always got a shirt and jumper combo he does yeah. like I think maybe like they may be one and the same I don't think it's a separate shirt Okay. Remember, like they were a thing in like early to like <laughs> late two thousands. Like I think maybe he he's still rocking that. I remember going out like when I first started going out, like seventeen, eighteen, and going Did in you have one? going at nightclubs. Yes, of course I had one. <laughs> had loads. You got them for like top man and uh, stuff yeah, for about a tenner. Yeah, I I forgot they existed, but that's exactly what it looks like. I yeah. just remember I was really cold in them because you don't have the warmth of the shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes I wore a shirt underneath it as well. Double collar, double collar. Fuck off! You, you double collar. <laughs> no, you got ones with. The You're t- not a reverend. No, you got ones with the t-shirts, so it just looked like there was a V-neck. 
Right. So, and then you could put the collar over top. And I know it sounds horrendous now. It but, does, man. You know. Did you wear chains no, or anything around your wrist? What I would say is I wasn't having a lot of sex at that point in time. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> stale period. For as opposed to now with your 270 oh, jackets. Oh, I mean, all the time, yeah. Absolutely rolling and just sort of flashing the cash. So, uh, anyway. Flashing the what? Uh, flash- <laughs> <laughs> that was something else, yeah. So, on the free view. Uh, Aberdeen won, Motherwell nil. I don't know why we started in reverse order, but that's how we're doing it anyway. I, I started it that way. You did, so that means that it would be Partick Thistle versus Hearts because that finished later than everyone else and you were at the game. Yes, I was, but Bruce Cameron's just getting in touch to say uh, I had those shumpers. Shumpers! shumpers. Yes. yes! Yes, a shumper. Well done, Bruce. I'll give that wee a light. Yeah. Uh, I, I was at uh, Farhill uh, for Thistle Hearts. We played all right the first half. Uh, it's one of those things. Uh, have you seen the goal? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, haven't. John McLaughlin. Uh, oh, like... Blair Spittle running through and he's got the whole goal to aim for. I heard, yeah. And he aims straight for between his legs and he catches it and fumbles it and it goes in. Oh. And um and then we were we were the better side for the first half and then second half we sat so deep. So so deep and they just came on us the whole time. And then potentially it's a header, maybe not over the line. But again, that's another game where we failed to close out. And we mm-hmm. had chances too. Um it was interesting as well, like you forget about football fans, like I hate Football fans sometimes because we've got Ryan Scully who was at loan at Dunfermline for he a bit. Was, wasn't he was, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think he won our player of the year. Yeah, I think he, he I think he might have won it twice actually. I think you might. You were quite shite then. We were and, terrible. Um, he's a really bad kicker of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. But he's, he pulled off a great save early in the game, and um, you can just feel the fans get on him anytime he makes any sort of small mistake. Is it the fact that he's not Thomas Cherney? I think also the fact he's an easy scapegoat. Yeah. So there's certain ones. I remember Stevie Fulton when he signed for us getting abuse in the warm up. It was it hadn't even made his debut yet. Stevie and it's Fulton like, didn't warm up. He did, mate. He shuffled. Yeah. Have you seen the Goonies? Like that's all he was doing. But I hate that kind of thing because then end of the day, he's still a young keeper. He's probably got twenty years ahead of him, pretty much. Yeah. So I was just doing my nothing. Uh, I thought Hearts looked okay. See for a back three of Aaron Hughes, Christoph Berra. And John Sutter, they were very shaky at the back, which makes me shit myself for the future Scotland games. Yeah, it's not looking too good. John no. Sutter really needs to get the finger out, I think, because Big Hings were expected of him. I see his brother, Harry, was in the Stoke squad at the weekend. Was he? Nice he did have a defensive crisis. Yeah, so fair. Uh, John Sutter, I would say, was probably Hart's biggest attacking threat. Really? He was all over the park. Um, and Gonchalves, like, I remember looking at him because I was thinking, you must be shite because you're a black striker who wears the number 77 with dreadlocks and I still don't like you as a footballer. That is like yeah. my dream footballer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no Sharif Touré, my man. No. But I, hearts were pretty poor, I thought, to be honest. And we did all right so far. Still Craig Levine unbeaten as manager so far, second time round. So two Guy, draws and a win. Guys are dick. Not too bad. Uh, seventh they are in the league, nine points they've got so far. Uh, 1-1 at Furhill. It finished on Saturday. Elsewhere, St Johnston uh, coming from behind to beat Hamilton Ackies. European chasing Hamilton Ackies. Uh, hit the skids a wee bit in the last few weeks. <laughs> basically since, <laughs> since I, you uh, tipped them. Since I tipped them for a European place in a top six finish, uh, things haven't gone so well. So they did take the league. Uh, Greg Dockery apparently, it was an absolute screamer. Don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Tommy Right was singing its praises uh, over the weekend, and uh, but as I say, a good comeback by St Johnson 2 1, a late goal by Murray Davidson getting all three points. And St Johnson that puts them at two points clear of Hibs in fourth place, and more importantly, three points clear of Rangers in fifth place. What happened to Murray Davidson? 
I think he got an injury. He got injured and then he'd really shit hair. Yeah, he looked like he looked I, like a groupie for the I the think, view. I think he's always had terrible hair, but I think I I always liked him as a player. And then I think he was a bit unlucky. He was rumored to be getting a big move, yeah. And I think he'd done his knee or something like that, or his ankle, and it's just totally totally screwed him. I think. And it uh, just can't. Yeah, it never really happened because he it feels like he's been there. Because I'm I think I'm right in saying if there's any St. Johnson fans listening, and yeah, let us know. Touch, uh, let us know. I'm pretty right. Uh, he ended up leaving. And then thought he was going to get something else and then ended up coming back. I think that might be the case. Um, so I'm not entirely sure about uh, Murray Davidson. But yeah, he got the win on Saturday. So good result for St. Johnston. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about Ross County Hibs in just a wee second, obviously. But let's talk about Rangers. Uh, another defeat against Celtic. Uh, so that was... Did you see it on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday I, I was playing 11s in the morning. So I missed maybe the first 50 minutes with I saw from then on. And um, Celtic seemed quite good when they tried. Yeah, I didn't think that Celtic got out of second gear and had Rangers, they probably should have had a penalty. I think it was a penalty. Yeah, I, I think it was, yeah. Um, I don't think there's much argument about that. But it was, even, you, even if they'd scored that, I still would have fancied Celtic to win. Yeah, Carlos Pena's hair is ridiculous. Yeah, and he's really not very good at football. No, I was surprised he started over Kenny Miller. Um, Although Miller came on and did nothing. Yeah. Uh, he set up that heady chance for Morelos that that, that uh, was that was was also a foul. He shoved the guy in the back with two hands. Okay. Then head what did you, you make of Ross McCorry? Because obviously he came on at Far Hill at the week uh, midweek, and then thought he did well. And uh, apart from the second goal, yeah, he, he got, loses man. He, he kind of switches off, doesn't he? But that's, I'm, not, I'm that, not impressed by Cardozo. I've seen him three times in no, the last week. And, I, th- I thought he looked very shaky, yeah. and I thought Hudson had an absolute shitmare. Um, Great I, word. I thought. Uh, I thought a number. I thought Dorans was anonymous. Yeah. I thought Jack was anonymous. Yeah. On the other side, I would say that I thought Scott Brown did play very well and dom- just, dominated the midfield. Yeah. Do you think it was an elbow? No. No, because I don't. I don't think it is. And I think because he, he didn't hit him with his elbow. Yeah, he was defended. <laughs> uh, uh, Craig McMartin's got in touch to say that Pedro's a bloody rascal. So he is. He certainly is. He is a rascal. I presume uh, he's meaning the football, and he's not just watching Napoleon Dynamite. I'm not really sure which I've way he's going. I've never seen Napoleon Dynamite. What? So I don't get that reference. No. I've Have you seen ever seen Sister Act Two? Uh, yes. Right. Okay. We right, can still be fine. friends. Okay. Um, I. Yeah. He. He was a wee bit controversial. Um, but Kashina uh, going and he kept on a bit. I, there was a great article on the BBC Sport website where it was like Kashina needs to pick his battles because instead of highlighting maybe Rangers switching off or maybe the midfield getting dominated, he chose to just focus on Scott Brown and essentially square go him. And it was like, mate, take a look at your team and the bigger picture. I think in terms of the game. Uh, like um, I loved some of Lee Griffith's antics if I'm honest the, yeah the bo- bogeys in the corner flag I think is <laughs> something that you don't read on Twitter a lot so it was quite enjoyable to see do you not think that he should I mean Celtic are far better than Rangers I know that there's a bit of it literally rubbing his nose in it but nice. I, I think he could probably be doing without that yeah 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 but uh, you know what I mean did you see I, the steward by the goal well, don't get me started on Stuart's eyebrows because they're just an yeah. absolute nightmare anyway. Oh, did you see when the flare came on the pitch? <laughs> it was like an episode of Chewing the Fat. Like, yeah. at the start, the guys didn't know what to do and they were just chucking sandbags and then Griffiths came like, over and tried to kick it. No, no, no you did. Yeah. No, 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 you did. I've not done my risk assessment. No, 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 you did. You did. And then, ah, you're right, Griffiths coming. I just think with Griffiths, he's a terrific player, scores loads of goals and I think Rodgers will just be like, oh, going to just yeah chill mate I chill out like we've won the game we're so much better than Rangers are let's just hammer them instead of wiping bogeys on the corner flag and uh, Bruce has got in touch to say with he wasn't impressed with Ryan Jack he's obviously an Aberdeen fan saying glad he's away from us did you expect him to do a bit better than he's maybe started the season so far yeah I think so I think that um, Ryan Jack well, yes and no I think he's a steady enough player for the Premiership I think that's his that's his standard but 
if Rangers are really looking to be competing with Celtic, Ryan Jack isn't going to do it. Let's yeah. be honest. I thought so, Graham Dorns was a good signing for them. I, I I think against other teams that maybe don't have quite the guile that Celtic have in the middle of the park because I thought Armstrong and Brown were fantastic. Yeah. Great strike from Rogic as well. Yeah, it was. It was a good finish. Horrific defending. Yeah, yeah. Horrible defending and. I just think Rangers look so poor. I know people were saying they were closer than what they were last season. Were they? I don't know if they were. That's Celtic didn't get out of second gear. Yeah. And, you know, that was... I thought Celtic looked a bit lethargic. And I thought particularly... Uh, I know Roberts set up the second goal and he went past Hodgson because, you know, you know most, like, immovable objects could go yeah, past Lee Hodgson. Yeah, a Ben could have. Exactly. But I, I I still think Celtic were a bit wasteful and cumbersome in their play, uh, particularly in the first half. And then once they got the goal, there was... Uh, I, there was that one chance with Gordon uh, Gordon made the save yeah good save and, and, and that was it so I think that uh, it was a comfortable win for Celtic so they are still unbeaten at top of the table 19 points 2 points clear to Aberdeen and Rangers in 5th place with 11 and points Michael's just getting in touch say he thought Pena was rubbish as well uh, he played okay against this on uh, midweek nice wee header uh, but I do love the fact that Pena and Miller up front sounds like a Narcos spin-off it does, like, yeah. I like that that's the kind of market Although, they're in just now did you see the Daily Record uh, Keith Jackson did you see his no. He was writing about, oh, I don't think it was Pena, it was uh, Morelos, and he just put all these references in to, like, cocaine and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, was, not even uh, subtle. Not even subtle, not even subtle, but that's what you've come to expect with Keith Jackson. So there you go. Um, okay, let's talk about the big thing that happened today. Jim McIntyre is no longer manager at Ross County. That was after their defeat to Hibs at the weekend. Paul Hanlon getting the goal for Hibs quite early on, and uh, that's another defeat for Ross County. But the big talking point, obviously, is McIntyre not being there. Ray Bradshaw, what was your initial reaction when I, I was the one to break the news to you you were I was you a were. news breaker so yeah, what was your you, initial reaction you woke me? me up from the bed yeah. and uh, rolled over and told me and uh, I don't know why I've done that that's yeah, weird isn't that it is weird. and uh, I was very surprised I didn't see it coming at all because they're not they're sitting 10th uh-huh. and like for he's he's, stu- he's done well up there he's got trophies all that kind of stuff um, but from reading other things what's really interesting is because you went on Pie and Bovril and read Ross County fans and I went on the BBC website and read um, neutral fans seeing two different opinions and all the highest rated comments on the BBC website are stuff like you've got to be uh, you've got to be kidding he's performed miracles including a League Cup win Uh, very odd in the face of it all this things I've gutted for him Um, uh, I think I would keep a management team who brought silverware to Ross County again the madness of modern day football strikes ridiculous Phil's done a good job all this kind of stuff however when you looked at the Ross County fans, they were saying... They were saying that, thank God, it should have been sooner. Yeah, which I did not get that vibe at all. Up until March the 1st this year, so it's what, two-thirds of last season, they'd only won five games and three of them at home, uh, which is an appalling record. The end of the season, once they got into the, the, the bottom six and all the rest of it, they ended up finishing, I think, only lost two of their last 12, something like that. Yeah. So went on a really decent run at the end of last season and that sort of saved their bacon a wee bit. They've started this season very poorly. I read something earlier on. Um, he's signed something like 48 players. 49 it is. 49 players. Yeah. Uh, used 33 players last season. Uh, I saw this, I think it was Craig Fowler put up. Yeah, the, it's a great article. So, article. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to take a wee read of that, then go and do so. Um, and... I, I, I've seen Jim McIntyre in action. He was at Dunfermline for a number yeah, of years. Yeah, he was, yeah. And I think there's a bit of revisionism goes place uh, goes along with Jim McIntyre for his time at Dunfermline because it was such an amazing end to it when we won the league and Martin Hardy scoring the goals against Wraith Rovers. I think a lot of people forget that up until about February, March of that season, we were absolutely gash and Wraith Rovers nearly 
could have won the league. Yeah. They didn't because of Martin Hardy. Martin Hardy scored like 12 successive games or something like that and went on a mental run or, so, or scored like 12 goals in 10 games or something. And he was the guy who won us the league. I always found that McIntyre was a little bit tactic, tactically all over the shop. Uh, there was no... He, he couldn't change a game, and 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 you know, reading a lot, well, of the, reading a lot of the Ross County fans, they're saying exactly the yeah, same things that I was saying six years it's ago. It's very interesting to see when I was reading the Ross County stuff. They were saying he only does four four two or three five two, nothing else. And big money signings like Paul Quinn and Jamie Kevley came in and did not do the job. Obviously, County lost um, Liam Boyce, who's going to be a big miss for them this season. Aye, um, but they knew that when they sold it, uh, and Jackson Irvin um, supposedly was. Essentially, doing the running of two men, people were saying. I at think the time so, when and he also there. he was he was already there when McIntyre arrived. Ah, was he? So he, he did sign he, him permanently, but he was already on loan. Jackson Irvin once heckled me. Oh, really? Yeah, a gig. Yeah, he was like nineteen and said he played for Celtic, and I was like, I don't think you do, mate. Genuinely, <laughs> 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 never heard of you. And because uh, I was like, Jackson Irvin is definitely a solicitor's from. And, and like, where is he now? Where is uh, he? Burton now? Albion. There you oh go. no, he got a big money move to Hull or something, did he not? Oh, quite. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He's at Hull. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. So he's doing better than me. So anyway. I think the general consensus is neutral fans were a wee bit what the hell was going on yeah. and Ross County fans were like thank god it should have yeah. been a lot earlier so yeah if you, if you want to give us any comments on that then please do pineborrow.com it's where you do it in terms of the forum if you want to comment on Twitter it's at Scott Soccer FM and it's also on Facebook as well you comment live who is for the job now though that's the big question um, well, we chatted about this earlier because there's lots of rumours all this kind of stuff I was tipping some other people but you reckon it's going to go to one of the big boys you reckon it'll probably be Hartley or yes. Coyle I think Hartley mainly because I think what they've done is they've probably seen this Falkirk of uh, bulleted Houston last night yeah. and they thought right okay if we're going to get someone we can now get our pick of out of work Scottish managers yeah. basically and I think Hartley uh, will be high up on the list I'd yeah. imagine anyone else did you got any not, other thoughts not really unless they go a wee bit out of the box if they're going to take a gamble and I think Falkirk should be doing this as well I think uh, Aitken at Dumbarton is doing a hell of a job after doing a great job at Stranraer he's clearly proven he can do it with his means and for clubs like Falkirk and um, Ross County that could be a good thing uh, so if they're going to take a gamble, I think you might see something like that. Um, and as ever, Alan Archibald is fifth or sixth favourite. Really? Yeah, he's nine to one. Why would they be leaving Partick to go to Ross County? Ask Scott Fox the same thing. Scott yeah. Fox <laughs> left to further his career, but it turned out Ross County have a lot of money. I've got the favourites here: Paul Hartley four to one, Jack Ross six to one, Alan Stubbs six to one, uh, Barry Robson seventy one, Stephen Ferguson, who's an interim charge just now, yeah. he's the academy manager. He's nines. Uh, you've got Alan Archibald at nines, as you say. Then Jim Duffy tens, Danny Lennon at tens as well. Jim Duffy and Danny Lennon are the same price yes Jim Duffy's done a great job at Morton I think the reason Danny Jim Lennon Duffy's that price is because <laughs> is because they'd have to pay money for him I think yeah that's what it, we so. kind of spoke about the Barton earlier so as well. yeah that is uh, what's going on today up at Ross County and uh, we shouldn't we should talk about Hibs as well actually a uh, good win for them after a succession of draws basically yeah, I think that was the first win in four or five I think it was yes yeah. so Neil Lennon was very happy after the match saw his interview and all the rest of it uh, Always, regardless of how Ross County have been playing this season, it's not an easy place to go to Dingwall no. in terms of trying to get a result. So a good win for Hibs. That puts them up to fourth in the table on 12 points. So just spinning through everything. Um, oh, We haven't spoken about Kilmarnock versus Dundee yet. Yeah. Nearly forgot about Kilmarnock Dundee. Who's good for Dundee? It was Faisal El back too. Yeah. The main man, he's uh, finally hitting form after 18 months or whatever it is <laughs> at Dundee. So uh, he got the early goal and it was Gordon Greer, of all people, who got the equaliser for Kilmarnock. Um, it's... it's 
that's a better result for Dundee than it is Kilmarnock, I think. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and what was interesting, just when we read about Kilmarnock, one of the things that was highlighted by Ross County fans was his treatment, uh, Jim McIntyre's treatment of Scott Boyd, okay. who in his testimonial year get punted. Yes. So they were highlighting that and a guy who's given a lot to the club but just kind of get saved it. And obviously he's still performing in the Premier League. Jimmy Mack shows no mercy. Yeah. There you go. So Or uh, tactics. Or, <laughs> or, or tactics, yeah. According to Ross County fans anyway. Uh, as we say, please do get in touch. We love, uh, we love hearing from you. At Scott Soccer FM on Twitter. Uh, Kilmarnock won Dundee 1. That was the final result from the weekend. So the table uh, looks a little bit like this. Uh, Celtic out in front. Obviously two points ahead of Aberdeen. 19 points. Then Aberdeen, St. Johnson, Hibs, Rangers, Motherwell make up the top six. Uh, then Hearts closing in on that top six. Uh, they're really only, what, three points away from fourth point? Place behind uh-huh. Tibbs, so yeah. it's still uh, still within uh, striking distance of those European places. Same goes with Hamilton Ackies, uh, only five points behind fourth place as well. They've started a wee bit in recent weeks, but I think uh, the European campaign is Shut back up. on track in the next <laughs> wee while. Uh, Dundee pick up a point, so they're up to ninth. Ross County, tenth. Partick Thistle in the playoff spot with three points alongside Kilmarnock, who prop up the table. So that is the Premiership. Let's drop down into the Championship and the big talking point that we touched on it just a wee second ago. Uh, Peter Houston is away at at Falkirk and uh, I for one I'm absolutely gutted Oliver uh, on the Facebook is just getting in touch with thought and who's to leave in Falkirk Stephen or do you not give a fuck and I think if he'd looked at your Twitter page last night he would have seen that you did give an F no I do I totally do I'm, I'm, a, I'm really gutted about Houston leaving because as much as I've slagged him off and all the rest of it, he's one of those people that is good for a rivalry because opposition fans really hate him and I know and I know that Falkirk fans all feel the same about I don't know I don't know someone like Jim Leishman or something like that and it's, it's decent to have people like that in a rivalry and the fact that he was doing a horrific job just added to so many good memories what's the t-shirt people. that they had uh, he's better than Zidane yes and you tweeted last night uh, he's better than Zidane good night sweet prince we've had some fun together kiss yeah. yes the first response is from a Falkirk fan who says, we've had fun some break, uh, some fun together, open parenthesis, one single victory against us, close brackets. Yeah. So you had one victory against Falkirk, even though he was that shite? Yeah, well, we, we were only in the league for one season with him as well. No, five games, six games? Yeah. Playing the cup as well? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't count challenge cup matches, they don't count. So, so, that, so I take it no, you're saying I, that because you play them in two weeks, yeah? Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> so I'm getting my excuses in early. No, what I would say is, uh, I think Houston is a hilarious figure, I mean, Scottish Cup final, Inverness down to 10 men, extra time, and they end up getting beat. Hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. Loved that. He's continual playoff failures. Getting pumped at Kilmarnock in the playoffs. Lovely stuff. Dundee United, absolutely shagging them in the playoffs last year as well. Lovely stuff. And then just to round it off this season, absolutely stuffing them at East End Park. Could have been seven or eight. And cheerio. Don't let the door hit your arse on the way out, Hoosty. See you later. What do you think? Uh, in terms of a replacement <laughs> No just being in general uh, I found it interesting that Alan Mabry's gone with him Because obviously Friend of the show yeah. um, He has um, Obviously not friend gone of the show. Friend of the show yeah. um, I thought he might have been in line For To take over I think so too Yeah I was a little bit surprised with that But again I was looking on the forums last night And You know You, you read the papers And you read or, or you hear on sort of other radio shows and stuff like that that oh it's a disgrace look what he did for Falkirk he had them in second place got them to a cup final blah 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 the fact of the matter is the fans were not into it like he needed to go I think uh, Houston will always have a special place in Falkirk fans hearts because he played with them and all the rest of it blah 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 and there were some decent memories but ultimately failure 
Yeah. Absolute failure. Yeah. That's what he is. And that's why he's no longer the manager. And if you look at the forums, there's a sort of mix of people saying, yeah, you know, thanks for the memories, but you had to go continually playing the same players over and over again when it's not working and just same old excuses. I don't think you'll find a Falkirk fan who wanted them to stay. Yeah. And it was quite interesting. He said if he didn't get them promoted this season, he was going to quit. So he kind of preempted the board. I think so, yeah, but he obviously wanted a big fat payoff as well. Yes. I think that's, I, he would have walked before now, I think. Um, and, I mean, it was another terrible result for them on Saturday, getting beat at home for Livingston, um, even though Livingston have had a pretty decent start Based to the on season. this season, that is not a terrible result based on the Falkirk that we've seen. So for Livingston, they'd go there expecting the three points. Well, um, I mean, Falkirk were one of the pre-season favourites and yeah, were banded about as so. But that's pre-season and Falkirk. By people like Peter Houston. And Falkirk in utter shite. Yeah. Uh, but his post-match comments as well, it wasn't a shouting match, it was a frank discussion both ways, with players having a say as to why we wait until we go behind until we up the tempo. Probably because your pre-team talks are shite. Yeah. So... That's that. He's gone. Uh, who are you thinking for replacing him? Think it will be Coyle. Think it will be John Hughes. I think they've not got a better chance of getting on Coyle. Obviously, a bit of legend there as well. And I think, yeah, I mean, if I were Falkirk, I'd probably go for them. I'm obviously hoping for John Hughes. Yes. Or some Diddy like that. Um, Mark McGee would be amazing. Oh, somebody like that. That'd be box office. Oh, that'd be tremendous. I'd love that. Somebody just Stephen Presley if he came back. I don't know. Somebody just really shite. Jinky Johnson would go from Dunfermline? To Falkirk? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bigger club, so Jinky would. <laughs> You're trying too hard, right? You're really trying too hard. Um, but yeah, anyway, poor result. We'll need to see what happens to the Falkirk uh, match over the... Uh, the Falkirk job, I should say, over the next couple of weeks. They've got uh, a match on Saturday and then they've got the wee break, international break, play us in the Challenge Cup. Yeah. So uh, they're still languishing in ninth place. Only three points from seven games. Still without a win. Minus nine goal difference You've literally well. just summing up Partick Thistle. Yeah, so. yeah, no. uh, so not going well for Falkirk and now they're managerless as well. And we talked about Championship. Uh, you watched the big game in Alba yesterday, St Mirren, Queen of South. St Mirren coming away with a 3-1 win. Yeah. And you think both teams are rotten. I think Queen of the South were particularly poor. And I think uh, if you find a Queen of the South fan that thinks otherwise, then they're lying. Yeah. Um, I thought they were terrible at the back. Uh, I don't know what they were, but they were playing three at the back. I don't know what it was. They were all over the place. And the one shining light from the entire game, again, was Lewis Morgan. Uh, Lewis Morgan was the best player on the pitch by a mile. Uh, scored a couple of goals as well. But again, I didn't think St Mirren looked all that terrific at the back. I think they're definitely going to lose goals. And... Yeah, it was it was good for them to bounce back after getting scudded by us the week before. But as I say, Lewis Morgan gets injured or gets sold. Yeah, St. Murrin are nowhere near one. You're forgetting the other shining light of watching that game was that John Sutton did not make it off the bench. Yes, so win win absolutely. Uh, and if we go to we might as well go to the top of the table. Uh, your team, uh, Dunfermline, were playing Breakin away. Were you at the game? I wasn't at the game. I had a few mates there. Pretty comfortable. I think Breakin had a couple of good chances earlier on, and uh, Sean Murdoch made a couple of good saves. But uh, yes, so it was a comfortable win in the end. Though Ashcroft. McManus and Nicky Clark so that's nice McManus getting another goal and uh, Nicky Clark getting on the goal sh- uh, the score sheet I should say as well so things are looking good just now and a big massive game that we'll talk about next week at East End Park uh, first versus second that's because Dundee United managed a late winner against Morgan yeah. 2-1 and it was Keatings and Scott McDonald who scored who are going to be big big players for them uh, this season do you think Dundee United are coming good after that wee sticky spell or haven't? Um, I think they're doing okay I don't think they're really setting the world alight as I thought they might um, how much do you think Scott McDonald's on? Do you think he's taken a big wage to be there? Yes. We were, ch- we were chatting about that the other night because I know... I'm almost certainly he's on more than what he was at in Motherwell. 
Yeah, because we we've I've heard about other players at Dundee United, but I don't know whether because I know he turned down moved to Australia and Asia. So they've. And I think Keatings is on a, a pretty penny. I, as I well. know for a fact Keatings is on a huge uh, wage, so. uh, which makes you kind of wonder what are they playing at? Like financially, they've well they have to go. They're gambling. Yeah. They're gambling everything. They've gone Billy Big Balls. I, I do think that Dundee United. You know, as much as I think Dunfermline have had a great start to the season, I, I do think Dundee United are still the team to beat. I think going forward, they're going to score goals with McDonald and Keatings. And yeah, I think they've got some really decent players. And what's the big story coming out of Dundee United this morning? Oh yes, Paul McMullen. Yes. Uh, the groin strokers, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the groin strokers. Paul McMullen's a very decent player as well. Yeah. If you missed this, what it was, uh, Paul McMullen's got in a wee bit of trouble because he was spotted at the Power League in Glasgow yeah. playing with his mates. Obviously, you're not supposed to do that if you're a pro, not sort of kicking about, playing five sides, could get injured and all that stuff. And uh, the team's name was the groin strokers. So, which I think for a five-a-side team name is absolutely amazing. It's amazing. But if you're a professional footballer, don't get the photo put on Facebook. He said he was there just supporting them. With his boots on <laughs> <laughs> Oh no I always support my shinnies Yeah exactly I know So uh, yeah A wee bit of trouble For Paul McMullen He's a very decent player And it's shaping up To be a big big match At East End on Saturday Yep And I think My favourite result Of the weekend uh, Dumbarton 2 Inverness Cali 1 Great result Coming Great from result. behind as well Froxilias uh, Scoring Wardrop as well uh, Getting on the score sheet After Inverness Had taken the lead Right early on Is John Robertson The next one To get the bullet In the championship Yeah I think he potentially could be. Um, I mean, they're, they're sitting one point above Falkirk. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. Yeah, they've had a terrible, absolutely terrible Owen start. Owen Vaughan Williams was in the Wales squad for the Euros. Mm-hmm. And he's now going four points in the Championship. He's not playing. They're playing he's, Mark Rogers. I know, he started at the weekend. Oh, did he? Yeah. Right, because Mark Rogers is just... Uh, uh, Rogers, yeah, he was back on the bench. So he's back in. Um, but yeah, that's a shocking result. And well done the boys at Dumbarton. Well done Nadi. Uh, and great result for Dumbarton and Chris Aiken. Uh, someone, uh, Stevie Aiken, sorry, someone's got in touch. Uh, Michael saying he thinks. Uh, do you think Aiken has a job outside football if he wanted to go full time? Yeah, I think he does. He does yeah. have a, a job. I don't know what it is. Which we know when we've done the where are they now is that that's a big consideration for players now. Yeah, and absolutely. managers. So uh, cracking result for Dumbarton. Uh, a couple of wins in the last few matches. So they're up to seven, nine points in the table. And as you say, Inverness struggling. Only four points, but Lowly Falkirk just behind them. And then Breakin, <laughs> uh, bottom of the table with just two points and a pretty shocking goal difference as well. Um, so yeah, that sort of rounds up the championship for the weekend. Uh, we'll look ahead to all the fixtures coming up next week in just a wee while. Let's drop down into League One. And Albion Rovers, you don't know what you're getting one week no. to love. They got scudded last week. Was it 4 0 for Shrinra? Yeah. And then this week they go to Alot and win 5 2. What was all that was? That was a tough place to go as well. Yeah, I mean, Alot haven't had a superb start to the season, I must sort of say that. But um, absolutely brilliant result for Albion Rovers. Alan Troughton, I mean, he's at that level, there's not much better yeah. in terms of League One. He's been kicking about there for years. It's him or Gavin Swanky. Yeah, but Sean Higgins uh, grabbing a goal as well. And uh, as you say, yeah, fantastic result for Albion Rovers. That puts them up above East Fife into the playoff place and fourth place. East Fife, even though they won 3 0, a good result for them. A couple of penalties for East Fife, four for going down to 10 men uh, just after half time as well. So, a not for ideal. appointing a new manager yet? I don't think so, uh, unless someday has uh, 
told me any different. I don't think so. Not as far as I know, no. Not as far Probably as I know. Probably should research this before I Probably should live on the thing. But. Uh, yeah, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. So there you go. Nice uh, done. Just check there just now. And uh, it wasn't a great Saturday for them. 3 now. it was the East Fife against 4 for Air United bouncing back after a couple of draws and a defeat to Wraith Rovers. 2 now. they were winners at Hamden against Queen's Park. Jamie Adams going to go and Sir Lawrence of Shankland getting on the yeah. score sheet as well. Another, I mean, he's someone they picked up just before the deadline day on a, a wee loan deal and he's scored a few already mm-hmm. yep he's uh, certainly been uh, uh, grabbing a few goals in the past few weeks uh, so good result for them and I know Ayr are really struggling with injuries just now they could only name five subs at the weekend really and because uh, because they've gone full time they, they've got a much squ- uh, smaller squad mm-hmm. so uh, yep struggling so another good result for them they didn't have um, some of the kind of regular players and then their main rivals <laughs> uh, Wraith Rovers beating Airdrie uh, Zanata what a name Great name. Don't know who he is. Uh, he scored in the 89th minute. I think they call him Frank. Uh, Frank Zanatta, possibly. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's far too clever for footballers. <laughs> yeah. They never have thought of that. Uh, Jason Thompson uh, grabbing another goal. He scored a couple of times in the past few weeks. And uh, yeah, they beat Airdrie 2-0 uh, to extend their lead at the top. And they're still looking good. Right Rovers still unbeaten this season. 19 points and a plus 18 goal difference as yeah, well. Yeah, great. And 1,700 at the game as well. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. considering Airdrie wouldn't really yeah, bring a travelling support at all. Not bad for a wee team. And uh, Arbroath uh, continuing their stunning form, second in the league so far, 13 points, six points behind Wraith Rovers. But what a job Dick Campbell is doing, 6 <laughs> 2 against Renard, especially because Renard had such a great result the week before, winning 4 0 away from home. See how and you get slaggings from Falkirk fans. I get slagging from Aloha fans, and it makes me wonder where my life's gone wrong. From Aloha fans yeah. or Arbroath fans? Arbroath fans, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how little respect I have for them. I, I did um, see Tam O'Brien's header, and it was one of the worst goals I've ever yes, seen. Yes, it is really. <laughs> Really so bad, bad. Um, but yeah so 6-2 what a result for them going to Stranraer and winning 6-2 and that means they are second in the table yeah also uh, because I'm really good pals with all their both slash Alawa fans now yeah. um, I'm getting all sorts of tweets uh, for instance that game uh, was the clinch I think it's either 17 or 19 don't quote me on which one um, are both now unbeaten away from home for a year well done well done uh, they are which shows even they fucking hate Angus yeah um, <laughs> And also, um, in the last three games, they have outscored Man City and Barcelona. They have 13 goals in the last three games. I'm getting all sorts of memes. Like, good. From our broth fans. And so you should. What was, Dick, the, what was the attendance at the weekend? Dick Campbell is an absolute legend. I think I, I the, agree on that. The attendance at the weekend was 360. Um, and I would say about 20 of them have tweeted me. My favourite <laughs> thing, I think I'm. I'm I'm about 90% certain it was our both. Did you see the Rab Douglas story? Yes, so yes. So he was the, a trialist subkeeper for them at the He weekend. was on holiday in Turkey and then flew back to be on the bench. Yeah. I mean, is there, I, I think just basically Dick Campbell, the first person, the only contact he has in his phone book yeah. is Rab Douglas. <laughs> and by phone book, I mean it's just a phone book. <laughs> like, not actually any, he, he doesn't use mobiles. No. Only landlines. Yeah, pigeons. Uh, yeah, pigeons. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Ravens. And uh, <laughs> so 6-2 to our both. What a result for them. Uh, so the table looks a little bit like this. Wraith Rovers, 19 points, then six points back uh, to our both Air United, Albion Rovers on 12, same as East Fife, Stranraer on 10, Aloha 8, 
uh, Airdrie, I should say, on seven in Queen's Park in the relegation playoff place. And Forfar at the bottom of the table with just three points so far. Finally, League Two this weekend. Clyde won, Cowdenbeath won. A very, very late equaliser for Cowdenbeath. 91st minute penalty and a red card. Nothing sweeter. Oh, that's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? So uh, Clyde not quite managing to hold on for that victory. It was quite late they took the, took the lead there, 75th minute. And uh, Cowdenbeath getting the late equaliser, as I say. So a decent point for Cowdenbeath given they are propping up the entirety of Scottish football Edinburgh City now I spent that whole link thinking how I could make a David Gulley uh, comment but when we started talking about penalties I decided against it yeah Edinburgh City now Peterhead 3 good result for Peterhead they are bouncing back uh, 5 points behind Stirling Albion still because Stirling Albion uh, managed to pick up a 3-2 win a bit of a thriller at 4th Bank actually it was 3-2 in the end uh, Annan coming back a couple of times and it was Stirling Albion grabbing the late winner with 15 minutes to go Stenhouse Muir winning 3-0 against Berwick Rangers and another good win for Elgin 3-0 against Montrose who'd been going pretty well uh, up until that point so yes uh, that is League 2 for you we'll spin through the table yep. uh, still an Albion on 18 Peterhead 13 Stenhouse Muir on 12 Montrose 11 Elgin 10 uh, Berwick Rangers 9 Clyde 8 I mean is this like counting up and down this is the thing <laughs> it goes it, it goes 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 that's and incredible. then Sterling have got 18 yeah there you go because they're spoil sports absolutely they, they don't like sequencing <laughs> so Cowdenbeath bottom of the league that's all you need to know also what happened today uh, let's move on from the SPFL we are building up in the next couple of weeks to Scotland versus Slovakia and Slovenia and the squad was announced earlier on today uh, no huge surprise, uh, surprises I should say surprises surprises uh, no surprises, far for Brady's no far for Brady's probably the biggest talking points no Stephen Naismith no Russell Martin and yet again no Cal McGregor yes but uh, we have Liam Cooper Yes, uh, who was someone I talked up last month uh, to say I thought he should have been selected because he started well for Leeds um, and they're doing uh, pretty well so far um, this season in quite a tight defence. So and Strachan committee said he probably should have been called up for the last one. Okay, so that's an interesting one. Um, I did, I, like I did look um, when Liam Cooper was called up. I think he was called up for last year, last yeah. year, and I went on the Leeds Facebook page because they put up a wee sort of well done to Liam Cooper being called up for Scotland and. All these fans were just laughing and saying, oh my God, how shit are Scotland if they're calling this guy up. But as you say, uh, he's obviously uh, turned around this scene, club captain um, and the top of the league and flying in the championship down south. I wasn't surprised to see Stephen Naismith admitted because he's someone who's given a lot to Scotland, I think, over the years. But I think right now, he probably, he definitely wouldn't start and I don't think he'd probably come off the bench. No. And at the age he's at and he's got family and stuff like that and I know he's very big into his charitable side and that kind of thing, I think he might have had the conversation with Strachan, am I going to get game time? No. Uh, well, he, call he me if you need me. He can't even get game time at Norwich. Yeah. So. Grant Hanley's had four minutes of game time this season. Oh God. I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do really? Christoph Bear was quite shite the weekend and Charlie McGrew essentially can't even crack a window open so what are we going to do back there <laughs> yeah, right, he's playing in League 1 in England which yeah. is you know I mean just terrible so Slovakia so at 19th in the world are they yeah. oh, uh, what are you thinking 4-0 Scotland I, 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 I genuinely do think we'll win and then we'll end up drawing or something yeah against oh them, that's, yeah. that's that's what every campaign has got written all but over but then positive thinking it has to change at some point it does have to change at some Barry point Barry Bannon is more Scotland caps than Robert Snodgrass uh, I, I, I think they're both not very good That blew my mind I don't think Barry Bannon's a very good football player Kieran Tierney was born two weeks before um, Roberto Carlos's free kick in Le Tournois <laughs> Now that's a stat That's a fact that I wanted to know about That's amazing 
God, I remember watching that. Yeah, and uh, yes, he is brilliant, Kieran Tierney, though. Yeah, he's he, he's just great. So Roberts has not got a regular game. Uh, oh, Liverpool is playing Klopp's, cups. And Klopp's stuff like. doing my tits, and he is like you know when you see like I, I don't know if anyone else has found this that. When Klopp was at Borussia Dortmund, we only got to see him every so often when it was in the Champions League and stuff like that. And everyone went, oh, yeah, that's a funny German guy. But now he's here every week. He's doing my boxing. Yeah. Like, he does that sort of gurney face and it, all, all that stuff and going mental all the time. And I, he just does my nothing. And he's not playing Andy Robertson, which is even more annoying. I did see something that he said that if Robertson isn't playing, he's not going to be in the squad because he can only play in one position. And that's a waste of someone who's on the bench. That's what he said. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What a dick. So, there we go. Still to come on Soccer FM. Hey, what a way to end that segment. No. So, yeah, still to come. Uh, lots of stuff. We have teams around the world. It was just banter is back as well. And uh, we'll also look ahead to everything that's happening in the week in Scottish football. For, for now, this is Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw. Yes, it's time for another Where Are They Now on Soccer FN. And joining us on the line, we have former left-back and left-winger of many, many teams across Scottish football and elsewhere, Jim Parson. How you doing, Jim? I'm good, thanks very much. As we said, there are lots and lots of teams uh, you played for across your career. Uh, we're going to speak about lots of them and lots of the good times as well, but some great times at Dundee United. That's where it all began for you. Happy memories at Tanner Dice? Uh, yeah, no, I, I loved my time. I was in I was United for... Uh, seven years uh, and I grew up there's a lot of boys that come through we had a really good youth team there so there's a lot of boys that come through Craig Easton Paul Gallagher Stephen Thompson so we all sort of uh, grew up together so to speak uh, youth team uh, under 15s under 16s then all the way through so no I really enjoyed my time at United what was uh, what was Paul Gallagher like? Because we had him in the show in a few week, a few weeks ago, and um, the most interesting feedback was a lot of people get in touch to say they've never heard a man so keen to swear or drop the C bomb on an interview <laughs> in all their life. Is that the kind of character he is? As in, as in Paul Gallagher, the goalie. Yeah, he's my best mate. So I was best man at his when he was best man at mine. Ah, oh, nice. He, play, he must have been nervous. <laughs> His best man speech was pretty much the same. I must have been nervous because <laughs> uh, normally I, I wouldn't have said that about him. He's normally actually very polite. Ah, he was. Uh, he was it, it, he, don't get me wrong. He was absolutely brilliant. Oh, he was off the leash when he was speaking to us. It was. Uh, <laughs> he, he wasn't it, holding it, back at all. I bet he'd have been the only guy in Scottish fit but he days here for being on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise you were best mates. Uh, so was that again just sort of growing up together, I guess? That was, that was, we played uh, same Scotland team come through and then what happened was we uh, we get put in digs together. Uh, and that was it. That was it. We get put in digs together at 17. And we were quite happy because there was like four boys left. There was big Stevie Thompson, Eddie Coyle, and I think me and Gal were the same. Don't get Tomo, don't get Tomo. So when we get <laughs> put together, we were quite happy. Uh, and Eddie get Tomo. So, uh, uh, and he's never been no, seen I again. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's never been seen again. Uh, but no, no, me and Paul, like I say, it's one of them now because obviously in football, you know what it's like. Your, your past going. Uh, different directions sometimes but we still it's one of them when we day meet up I met him a couple of weeks ago I was watching a few players at uh, Falkirk Hearts under 20s and, uh, and he's the goalie coach there now so yeah. we're gabbing away for about an hour do you know what I mean but that, that's, that's sort of what it's like uh, you, you mentioned uh, you came through the Scotland thing together uh, one of the things I read uh, when I was doing my research is one of the most mental things I've ever um, 
Scotland under 15s against Brazil under 15s? Aye, one nothing at Hamden. Aye, and you scored the winner? Yep. And that, who that, played that. for Brazil that day? Uh, Ronaldinho. <laughs> uh, I've, I've actually still, I've got a programme that's really funny because it was my mum uh, running about getting everybody to sign it and I found a programme uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now back then, in the back of the programme, uh, he was called Ronaldo. He actually, I think he only took the name Ronaldinho when he broke into the Brazilian team and obviously right. he had the original Ronaldo playing and on the back of the programme it's actually signed Ronaldo's He's actually signed it. So like I say, uh, it's a wee bit of memorabilia that uh, I've got. I just found it when I was cleaning out my mum and dad's house. That's a um, better. A few months back, aye. So what was the goal like? But, oh, it was a right fat, I believe it or not. Is it? Sure. I, I, remember it, I remember it well. Andy Portis crossed it and it came out of the back post and I sort of slid it and it went between bodies and into the, the bottom of the net. But we had a great good Scotland on the 15 teams. We should have won the victory shield that year, but we were beat by England. And the only reason we get beat by England is because Michael Owen was playing. That was, if you've ever heard Owen talk about the, scored the goal against Argentina and he says not the best goal I've ever scored was against Scotland schoolboys under 15. Well, that was a goalie. Oh. He, t- he took a piss a wee bit. He scored to equalise. <laughs> he scored the goal to equalise to go one each and they took centre and he took a ball off his centre and ran for the full team and smashed it in the net. You can even tell then it was got to be some player. To be fair, I thought, I thought Gil should have saved it. <laughs> um, also, I love the fact that you're scoring a right footer is more of a collector's item than a programme signed by Ronaldinho. I, uh, I love that. As, as, to be fair, um, right footers are a collector's item. Yeah. Uh, well, see what you see what you done United. You were there for a while, but you broke your leg twice. Was it the same leg? Ah, it was the same leg. I, I, I had, I had I, I, no horrendous time. I would say it, it's funny how your third career goes because I speak about this from my mates sometimes look back and say, do you think the injuries hindered you? And obviously the injuries uh, hindered you because I was a bit of a flying machine when I was younger and then I sort of lost, I'd, I'd, I'd say, a couple of yards uh, coming back. That's when I sort of made the transference for sort of left wing to sort of left wing back then to left back type yeah. of thing because I had lost a bit of pace but I had actually f- I fractured uh, in my first season when I broke into the team uh, I fractured a bone on my back and uh, I was out for the rest of the season sort of thing and then I came back for that and played and then I scored my first goal against Aberdeen and then a double leg fracture and it wasn't as if it was a horrendous challenge it was just one of the heavy challenges I went to shoot as a defender cleared it and I sort uh-huh. of kicked across the bottom of my studs and then I came back the following season and the leg had healed in that. It's just one of the unfortunate things because it was the callus grows around the bone. They protect the bone, and the callus is actually solid, harder than the bone. And I went in for a tackle, and the callus cracked, which was like I say, when you went to see the surgeons, it was kind of unhealthy. So uh. that was me for that season as well. So I had three seasons where it was typical uh, youth team reserves, never an injury. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Having missed a game, finally get to where you want to play first team level, and I went through a bit of hard time to start with. Um, so it, it hindered my performances, but uh, it's still it's just one of these things. But you le- I learned a lot about myself in the days because up to that point, uh, Scotland youth teams, do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Everything came to Dundee United, broke through when I was eighteen, and it was all rosy. And you never have, and then you go and you spend like two years of being like yourself in the gym because at that stage there wasn't loads of sports science going about. Yeah. You had like one physio that went up to training with a. In the second year, to be honest, I was very low, and Jamie Fullerton got a horrendous injury, and probably Jamie getting injured helped my career, and I always say that to him, do you know what I mean, because he was a bit more experienced than me, and days I was low when you're into the gym, it'd be like, right, let's get this done, 
uh, and that was a benefit for me. It was a shame he got injured, but in terms for me, it was a, a massive benefit. Me and Jamie are still friends. And then, so to see when you further progress your career and you were getting injured, did you always kind of, when you went into that thing, kind of do what Jamie did to you and look out for the young boys who were injured then? Well, well, that that's that in the sort of sense. No, no, I don't. Thirty-eight next Monday, a uh, week Monday, and you look at it and you try and pass on advice because it's a. Uh, I look at Scottish football now and it's sort of, I always talk about it, whereas we had the reserve league. So when you played against experience, I remember playing a, a Celtic team and we won one nothing at Barrafield and Van Hooydonk was playing, coming back to injury, Andres Tom was playing, yeah. Paul McStay played. Uh, I was playing against Brian McLaughlin and you're looking at these playing against these players and getting the experience before you get to play first team. We played Rangers a couple of weeks later and Rangers had a lot of injury and I still remember the team they had. I think it was a, it was was it is it Christensen? I'm trying to remember back in the day if it was Christensen that was in goals. And the goalie, had, yeah, aye, the Davis aye, guy, yeah. Aye, then you had you had you had Craig Moore, Vidmar, and Gary Bowling at the back. You had uh, Stenson in one wing, Johansson in the other wing. Uh, you had Ian Ferguson, Ian Durant in the middle, uh, and we, you know, was it Fern? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mc, McCoyst and Jury up front and we're playing them as a, and we we had some first team players playing as well but that experience and I always look at I had great guys running about me I had to learn for the likes of Malpass played behind me and everybody used to come off the game when I played wide left saying brilliant son tactically and all that I just done what he told me he was moving <laughs> me a bit like a, me a bit like a chess piece do you know what I mean the thing he would let me get the ball and run but on the defensive side Mo would tell me exactly so you, you listen to Mo and you learn do you know what I mean yeah. because he's experienced so I think now that I'm getting to this age, you're, you're trying to pass on what you've learned and what people have taught you to other boys, do you know what I mean, uh, at, at their stage of their career. Yeah. One thing one thing I was wanting to ask you, Jim, like, see, when you're career, because obviously played 100 times for Dundee United there a while, and then <clears throat> you made the move to Motherwell. But after that, most of your moves were Plymouth, Shamrock, uh, Bristol, mm-hmm. Down south, between Dundee United and Motherwell, was there the option to go down south or was Motherwell always going to be your destination? No, well, uh, I had the option at Dundee United. Paul Stark was a big fan of me when I was younger. Um, A a real big fan of me. Uh, So he actually tried to take me to St Johnston. See, when I saw it, I was under Tom McLean and like uh, Stevie Thompson started to play, Craig Easton was starting to play. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure, I heard it through the great name, but I'm sure Sturrock actually came in when they were in uh, League One and tried to get me. But before I re-signed, I think it was under Ian McCall, Paul Sturrock tried to take me to uh, Plymouth when right. he was down there the first time. Um, and it had been great to play in England, but I had just had my daughter at that stage, uh, and she was young, and it was a big move to like, move the sort of family uh, yeah. down there. Um, but she looked back and say it'd be different if he'd moved to, to, to England earlier. Uh, but when Mother would come up, it was the case of... Um, wasn't playing United. Barry Robson had come in and fair play. Barry was a great player, and the twos were competing for the position. And uh, he had had put a great run of games together. And you're sitting there, and you're, you're you just like to play football. And obviously, I had worked with uh, Terry uh, Butcher before he had came. He was a coach at United, and then obviously with Morris being there, and uh, I spoke to Morris and the opportunity to come up to go to to go to Motherwell, and uh, I jumped at a chance because I was sort of coming back back coming home as well. Do you know what I mean? Bring the family back to. Uh, back to Hamilton. Yeah. So, Jim, what was the 
standard difference then between uh, playing in the what the SPL at that time, Motherwell, mm-hmm. Dundee United, and then heading down to Plymouth, uh, who were what kicking around League One? Am I right in saying? No, we were, we were the championship. Championship. So was it a big a big step up then? It was it was a big step up because what I say well well in certain terms you'd say it was a step up in terms of I wouldn't really say the the quality because Rangers and Celtic at that time when I left uh, still had just sort of star players do you know what I mean like it, it, as when I was coming to the end of uh, uh, my mother career know that they've not got star players now but what I mean is the standard they. they Rangers and Celtic back then mm-hmm. um, so the step up in class when you were used to playing against Rangers and Celtic it, it, I don't think it, it was in terms of the championship as a team that every team's so close every team really does have good teams uh, there's no weak teams in that division that's why it's so so difficult when you look at like sort of Blackburn getting relegated last year do you know what yeah. I mean when you look like Blackburn used to be a Premier League team it's just that the, the standard of the teams are so strong and on top of that it's it's like you say the, there's a lot of money in the championship uh, in terms of bringing in loan players for Premier League clubs uh, like that as well so uh, it started off great because in the very first month we went down uh, we had four wins and a draw it put us to fourth and we were actually teetering on the the playoffs yeah. uh, to the very to the very tail end of the season, and and then we had a bad run. That was a year that Hull came from nowhere and won that scored in the final, where Hull just put a run of games together, and they just they just got to the the playoffs and went up through the just flew uh, up. through the playoffs. Aye, but uh, it, it it was difficult. It's like you say, second season we struggled a wee bit, and we did get relegated to, to League One, and that was when Newcastle came down. And Newcastle didn't have a relegation clause, so you're playing against guys like uh, Andy Carroll, who's on seventy-five grand a week and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's it's when teams like that come down, you realise like the sort of golf uh, that you're playing against the types of players. And did it make it easier when you went to Plymouth? Because obviously, at the time when you uh, first moved down, the likes of um, Russell Anderson was there, uh, Gary Teal, um uh, McLean, uh, lots of um, Scottish boys along with Stark. Did it kind of feel like a home from home? It did, it did, it was, it was, uh, I went down uh, and it was, Chris Clark had just signed for Aberdeen the week before me, um, so me and Clark were sort of in the same uh, hotel in terms of, because we'd just signed and we hadn't got a flat or any or any place to stay yet, and then obviously we, everybody thought me and Stephen knew each other, we'd only played against each other once, he's another one of my good friends now because we spent all our time down at Plymouth and uh, we were roommates together, right. um, so... In terms of in terms of that, it did. It was easy to settle in. Uh, so it was uh, when I went to Plymouth and I had worked under like John Blackley and uh, Paul Sturrock as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a good dressing room at Plymouth because we were one of the biggest players in the league. But we had guys that were uh, were hard working. That's when we had to be hard working. That sort of team that was difficult to beat. Um, we still had quality, but like we didn't have any stars, so to speak, compared to when you played other teams. Uh, and and we done all right. So we had a, we had a good group at Plymouth. There wasn't many egos in our dressing room. Looking through the list of teams that you played with, Jim, one that sticks out is Celtic Nation. Uh, you went mm-hmm. alone there. Uh, yep. There was a lot of chat about them a couple of years ago. They were obviously spending a wee bit of money. Uh, what what was it like being there at that time? Well, being there at that time, it was it was funny because Colin McMenamin and Molly Gibson was there. And you saw. Went there and you like, as if thought he'd be another Gretna. Like, yeah. Get to get to a club at the right time and you could. Uh, fill your boots although it wasn't the sort of money I went for the, the reason that that came about was because uh, I'd come back at Bristol Rovers and I had been desperate to go up the road 
Uh, but I had a, a freak accident at pre-season game and there was nobody near me and I, there was like a the pitch was really dry and I turned to I turned my studs caught and like oh. yeah, I snapped a, I snapped a small bone on my ankle there was nobody around about me it was one of the ones like a pure but I had worked all hard during the pre-season there was a couple of clubs in Scotland that were interested then I'd done that and that held me back to January and then nobody had any I was trying to get a loan move up the road which Bristol Rovers were fine me saying no problem no problem and then out the blue Wally McStay phoned me and just says look I hear you I hear you right to come back up the road they sorted something out with Bristol Rovers and then uh, I come up the road but uh, like I said in terms of uh, part time the way that uh, Wally McStay and Faz ran it it was a really good operation um, at the time it was actually it wasn't so much a challenging league. They had started poorly until Wally had took over. And I think Wally took something like 69 points to 75. But there was, because they had done there and the pitches were off at the time, I think the team that won the league had about six games in hand against us. And we finished top of the league and then they won all the six games. Do you know what I mean? And done it. But yeah. Uh, it was it was an experience like uh, the Green Brigade came down for a couple of games. <laughs> so they, did, they turned us into a, they, they turned us. Uh, it was costing the club money because it turned. Which was the highest category? Sorry that you can get in football in terms of policing. Yeah, right. category, category, yeah, category. Yeah. Category. I turned it into a category again. <laughs> so we had to get the police and the stewards and all that sort of thing to come down <laughs> because they were down. Uh, so, like I say, that was an experience, and especially for teams in the league. Uh, that were coming in you normally played say in front of 100 people do you know what I mean in the next minute yeah. there's drums and there's everything and it made it a great atmosphere uh, so like I say it was an experience and it was good because I hadn't played all season so it was a good way to get uh, game time uh, it was just disappointing uh, the fact that I think if if they had won the league that year and moved up into the next division then I think their money would have been invested yeah yeah, yeah. I mean well it's, uh, I suppose hindsight's a wonderful <laughs> thing uh, yeah. and as you say that was a wee bit unlucky obviously the other team won in their six games in hand moving on uh. Uh, from Celtic Nation you came back up the road to fourth I'm a Dunfermline fan so I remember you being a Dunfermline it wasn't the best time uh, for oh, the club no. I think it's fair to say obviously having a bit of a nightmare in League One but what I want to ask you about is uh, the coaching part of it you took the under 20s team uh, yep. with Andy Barrowman and there were some uh, talented players in that under-20s team, I believe, wasn't there? There was, uh, there was some very talented players. Like I said, the Fairman out all the sort of teams have been at was the one. I hurt my, my back in my second training session and Potts had brought me in to be experienced because he felt he needed like an experience. Not so much a leader, but just somebody to be organised in that in the park. And it was one of them where I'd, I really did hurt my back and because I had came and he was my mate, you try to get yourself out there week in, week out, but to be yeah. honest, I couldn't, help, I couldn't help myself, never mind anybody else, if you know what I mean. Like, because... My performance levels was never near it just because I was struggling. It came to a point when I had to sit down with and say, look, I am toiling here. Uh, and it's one of them, because you're getting a wee bit older, everybody thinks, oh, like, you're done. So you're trying even harder to prove that you're, you're no sort yeah. of done. But it, it was just too much and I ended up missing games. But taking the 20s was good because it was something I've been interested in a long time. I've I'd done my licence, done my B licence at 27, my licence at 30 because I wanted to step into coaching once I finished. That was something that I was always determined to do. And there was some good players. Um, Lee Spency, uh, a really good player. I think he went to Dundee where I yeah. think. I think uh, uh, and you had Finn Graham who was at Brecon, uh, played against Finn last year, a uh, really good player. And, and like I say, there was a couple others that were coming through. Uh, I think young uh, John Paul Crossan, is it? Is he Celtic? Yeah, yeah, he's been signed with Celtic. Yeah. And then I think, yeah. obviously, Ryan Williamson and Lewis Martin, well, uh, who right. are kicking about the first team as well. 
Aye, no, like I say, uh, really, Ryan Williamson has been unlucky with injuries, but I really think he's got a massive, massive future in the game, um, like in terms of the, the modern day fullback. So, the, but no, there was really there was a, there was a lot of good, but just I think at that time, with Dunfermline being the biggest club in the division, and and, and it was what the sites they had been to in the SPL, it was tough because it was a, a mixture of young boys coming through and. You're expected to win games, and as soon as the fans got on your back a wee bit, you could see some of the boys sort of like affecting their performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the following season, like I say, once they they sorted themselves out, they're on the league, yeah. Um, yeah. which was good to see them back yeah. uh, back, back in the championship. Yeah. And then I just it was a shame for John because John took her at a time when it was really really difficult, um, and his coaching was good and his management skills was good. And it was one of them. It was just unfortunate, like the time that it was just like I sort of that season was in a downhill spiral, and it was trying to get the boys back up to a level. Yeah, and then you after Dunfermline, uh, you're at Steny, um and uh, fitness coach there, and then you made the decision this season to retire. Well, see, this is what I say because I read that uh, report and the other thing, and I keep getting the gaffer pelters for it because the back injury uh, last year I had uh, a slip disc, so I when I come back this season uh, I spoke with the manager and the manager uh, I was a sort of coach and taking the fitness side of things last year and he asked me to step up to be like first team coach this year um, which I decided to do but I told him to register me uh, as a player <laughs> just in case we're needed and he said to me you sure? and I was like aye because we've got like small squads just in case yeah. inevitable harms injury suspension I need to play a game and then we go to play uh, we go to play Annie yesterday and we pick up and it's the players in and outs and it's like Jim Patterson retired. I turned around and looked at him and I'm like, that's you that put that in there. <laughs> He's trying to force you to retire there and that's what it is. <laughs> you know, he have a wee I'm word. Aye, I know. That's, that's superb. So uh, so your, your first team coach is Stenhouse Muir, that's what you're doing now. Uh, do yeah. you have a job on the side? What is it you do with yourself? Yeah, I do. I'm a personal trainer. Um, right. I'm a personal trainer. So like I say, it's a... Uh, it's a job that I enjoy the job like I say it's one of these jobs where my day flies in but it's just the fact that you're working off everybody's time I came out at 6 in the morning do you know what I mean and then my last session at night can be 9 to 10 at night yeah. but I really enjoy it there's benefits in that as well it's like you say when people come to you and uh, they obviously come to you for a reason because they're, they're maybe not in the best of shape or the way to lose weight and that and, and you got a lot of, you got a lot out of it when you actually see them sort of starting to make progress and change their body do you know what I mean like I've got a lot of clients that have done really really well uh, but on top of that like I'm always learning as well the strength and conditioning which always helps me when you when you look at the, the job in terms of I'd, I'd, I'd do a lot of the coaching at Steny, but I've still got that side of it as well. When we need to do like pre-season, et cetera, et cetera, and, yeah. and organising it for the for the boys' fitness level, and you get younger boys coming through as well. Where it's like at the start of the season, I got a few of them to keep the diet plans because you're wondering what they're eating and that sort of stuff, and and you want to get them eating right and into better habits. So like it benefits me in that side as well for football. But I tried to. I was said a lot of people had said to me about getting into. Uh, that side in football, but I've always wanted to be starting off as a coach because I believe when you get into coaching and at the lower leagues, uh, it's a bit for me. Management is just like football, youth team, then resies, then first team. So for me, I think it's about right now. I'm a novice again. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Work your way up. And work my way up because you look at some, and I, I think of used that like Big Richie last year took over at Inverness, and it was a it was a tough ask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Uh, to step into management in terms of don't get me wrong you wouldn't knock it back I don't think anybody would but it's uh, difficult because as I'm learning it's uh, 
it's totally different when you're a player you're just worried about yourself mm. when when you become a coach you've got a squad of 20 boys and I didn't realise how whiny and moany we could all be you know what I mean like, uh, I'd, 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 be, just, I'd be uh, careful Jim because I've just got a text from Brown Ferguson saying you've retired from personal training yeah so <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd watch out for that <laughs> listen Jim that's been, a, that's been a great chat there uh, we, we could have spoke for a lot longer I just want to ask you about the best players you've played against and uh, with so let's start with the best player you've played with Jim who sticks out for you oh wow well the best player I've played with that's, that's a difficult one I, I need to be honest if it was uh, uh, for individual talent it's got to be Charlie Miller mm, uh, yeah. it is when it came to Dundee United uh, 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 I don't know I've said it to him before do you know what I mean I don't know how Charlie ended up at Dundee United because he was he was an absolute maverick uh, into that category as well I've got to put wee Russell Latte when oh yeah when we used to do possession at Dundee United, if they two were on the same team, I'm not kidding you, on the two of them could have kept a beach ball of six players in a phone boat. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was when they were in your team at possession, you were like, oh, this is shooting in because we've not got to get away. But uh, no, definitely they two for like a sort of talent and, and controlling a game. Um, they were, they, the two of them were, uh, the two of them were, uh, phenomenal That's class You've already mentioned Michael Owen and Ronaldinho For players you've played mm-hmm. against uh, Do they make it to the top of the list? Who's there? Well they, it's difficult because It's like you say When when people say uh, Best player you played against uh, Larson Larson's obviously got him up there uh, And then I remember I played against the Boar On Tanadice And Tanadice was bad mm-hmm. Because it was like I would remember this game They beat us 4-1 And it was that way Where Tanadice was rutted Towards the end of the season And everybody else Was running about And this is including The Rangers players Running about Dribbling me It was hitting off our shins But yet when it came To Ronald De Boer He looked as if He was playing in a bowling green Do you know what I mean <laughs> Like where he's touching that But Best individual performance I think I need to get He was uh, In a game Was We played France Under 18s And it was an Elka Um <laughs> And Elka played against us And it was at the time Where he was banging in goals For Arsenal And what happened was He uh, was meant to be Sort of involved In the first team But then they were talking About putting him in the 21s But the 21s had their squads They just let him play With the 18s But we weren't expecting him To play against us And <laughs> uh, Rich, Richard Hughes at the time Was way Arsenal And his face dropped See when the French squad Turned up He turned and said There's an Elka And we were turning around Like that And they beat his 5-1 They scored a hat-trick And I'm not kidding you on He was He was Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Uh, I remember Ross Murphy after the game saying, he had, I, think it was, I think it was Paul that was in goals and it was Stuart McCaffrey and an Elka chopped on his right foot and went to shoot and they dived and he slid in and then he checked back on his left and they sort of recovered and dived again and then he turned back round and rolled the ball into an empty net. And Ross, Ross Murphy was like, don't worry about it. He says, see when he done the second chop, he says, half a stand went with him as well. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, uh, so for an individual performance in a game, then uh, it, it was it was an Elka that day. It was it was you could see why he was playing with Arsenal if you saw that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? what, he destroyed us. What a night out that would be! Russell Lappy, Charlie Miller, and Nicholas and Elka. What a day out! If you follow there, oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Hi. So listen, Jim. Uh, that is fantastic and a great choice uh, for your players there as well. Uh, thank you very much for being on Soccer FM, mate. No, great. Thanks for having me, guys. Where are they now? Yes. 
Yes, the sing-along continues. Where are they now? Thank you very much to Jim Parson there, the only Scotsman to score a winner against Brazil. What an accolade that is. It's, it's such a good stat. See, when I read it, I double read it, then treble read it. And then later on, I found out Ronaldinho's player. I was like, what a stat. Also, Jim Patterson's birthday today. So happy birthday, Jim. Oh, happy birthday. Do you know how old he is? Uh, nope. Oh, do you not? All right, okay. Do you want me check? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to check on Wikipedia or Facebook? Uh, check whatever. Yeah, Let's whatever's see. quickest, I would say. Okay. Uh, Jim Patterson, right. So he was playing with us about three years ago, four years ago. And I think he was about 36 or something. I think he's 39. That's what I'm going for. Okay, let's the see. The big 3-9 for Jimbo. Uh, he is... Oh fuck, I need to go into the oh, about bit Because it just says today is his birthday It doesn't say what year or what You've got 15 seconds until this song ends So there you go that's 1979, so he is 38 38, so I was a year off Ah well, never mind He's in a relationship Oh, good good for Jim, that's <laughs> yeah, fine Congrats Jim Absolutely Look, so. who's getting deleted tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be horrified yeah. at that But never mind hey, Thank you to Jim Parson There is another Where Are They Now On the way for you next week But for now, this is Soccer FM With Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw It's time for Teams Around the World Yes, our weekly jaunt around the globe Continues with Juspest of Hungary How did they get on at the weekend? Oh, Remember we were playing in the cup at 2pm on a Wednesday? Oh, yeah. Pumped them 6-0. Oh, lovely The stuff. mugs. Uh, bear in mind, we were playing Otto Vigneni, who I cannot find literally anything about. So On I th- the internet? On the internet. Right, uh, okay. Uh, so, I don't think it was a real game, and I think it was a match <laughs> fixing, but we're not going to get involved in that. And then, in the weekend, uh, we were away to... M- Mezokosvedzvori Okay right. uh, We won 4-2 away And uh, our main man um, Sven Novotny Got a hat-trick Sven, include, Sven Novotny include, yeah. uh, Jan include, Novotny yeah. yeah Including a penalty goal In the 86th minute To round off the hat-trick Excellent uh, So 1-0 down Until the 60th minute And came back to win 4-2 mm-hmm. uh, Good result for us uh, But this week We've got a big game We're playing the Brecken who are one of the big Hungarian teams, the yes, Brecken. They um, they've played Liverpool in the Champions League a few years ago. Yeah. So they are much further up the table than us. We're still sitting seventh uh, with a plus zero goal difference. Um, plus so, zero goal difference, that's good. Yep, so um, we've won the league 20 times, the Magyar Cooper nine times, and we won we've the Hungarian. We've won the league 20 times? Yeah, uh, wow. I think we used to be really good. Wow. Uh, the Magyar Cooper, which is the Hungarian Cup that we won 6-0 in, we've won that nine times, and the Hungarian Super Cup we've won once. Lovely so, stuff. So, bit so, of glory hunting bastards. Uh, so we've both got stories about uh, teams around the world come yes. up in the also, next while. I have just seen who we're playing in the 14th, and if I make a slip up, my broadcasting career is over. Okay, right. Okay, well, don't do that then. Don't do that then. Please don't. Wait till you see this and you will be so happy. Okay, let's move on uh, to both our teams around the world, I guess. Uh, we are going to be out and about uh, across the globe watching football, uh, but you've shat it and decided to watch NFL instead of MLS. Oh, you've kind of done the big ruiner. So I'm going to the States. I've never been to the States. I'm going to Boston, Cape Cod, New York, all that kind of stuff. You're going to visit the Kennedy estate at Cape Cod? Yeah, I'm going to see where Jaws was filmed. See where Ted Kennedy crashed his car yeah and that woman in it (laughs) you know read about that yeah but why are your eyes so big right now (laughs) like it's terrifying I I love all that stuff conspiracy theories car crashes and nice Uh, it's amazing I know I've seen some of your relationships yeah Um, but (laughs) uh, so I was was looking up buying tickets for a game for an MLS game and then I'm doing uh, something with my comedy festival show that I did at a festival with an American guy who owns a box at the New York Jets and as much as I love soccer 
I don't like paying for things. So he was like, you can come to my box. Uh, which, Mate, now that I've said it out loud. That's incredible. Now that I've said it out loud, one I of the think I might, get, things. I might be getting pumped. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. I think so, yeah. But again, it's free. Take a seat on my couch. Have you ever done porn before? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of those videos. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, when, when's your casting couch taking place? Uh, when's that happening? I don't know. It's after the car crash. So it should yeah, be all right. Uh, uh, that'll be good. No, yeah, that so will be good. End of October, that's when I'm heading out But there. are you going to bend the knee? That's what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> 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 That's very topical. Very topical. Um, we do have some American listeners. Uh, so if you've got any tips for me on where to go, uh, give yeah. us a shout. And also, you remember we talked about because I'm in Boston, I might give Derek Ray a shout. Please give, although Derek Ray's on holiday just now. Not that I him in. In. <laughs> He was in Boston the other day. He's was on a he? tour of Eastern Europe, yeah. Uh, he's been Croatia and stuff as well. So he might be back by then. Give him a shout on Twitter. I'm sure he'll meet up with you for a wee pint. Um, I think we just end up roasting marshmallows. I think so, yeah. And he'll be wearing a really nice. Jumper with a like, shirt, yeah. I think so. A shumper. Shumper. <laughs> if Derek Ray's wearing a jumper, that would be the greatest Full thing. Ever. And oh what about God. your travels? You're, you're gallivanting all over the Europe, yeah. A couple of weeks' time, uh, doing a couple of European games. So, we're going to Roma versus Napoli on Saturday night, uh, I think it's Saturday the 14th, and uh, then we're going to Leverkusen versus Wolfsburg on the Sunday. Brilliant. If I give you 50 quid, will you walk about with a banner saying Brexit means Brexit? Uh, yes, absolutely. Would you? 50 quid, yeah, absolutely. That's beer money. So, uh, and also, the what's a hate crime when it comes to beer money? I, I mean, they've had Pillow de Cano before, that's nothing. Yeah. So, I think, uh, I, I don't know if anyone's in the same boat as me, but if you've ever tried to book a train in Italy, <laughs> it's a pain in the arse, it really is. Honestly, there are many different sort of websites you need to go on, and then you, you, I need to get a train to Bergamo, and then a Bergamo to Milan, and then there's different services from Milan going to Rome and all the rest of it. So, that's a pain in the arse, but that's all done, it's all sorted. You'll be glad to know about that, Ray, won't you? Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I wasn't listening because the minute you said, I mean, I have to get a train to Bergamo, I was like, this guy's a wank. I yeah. am switching off right now. Yeah, so uh, listen, why, that, why you? Eh? <laughs> no, see, this is the thing because it's, it's because traffic, will, the, the time when we land, traffic will be busy in Milan, yeah. so it's easier getting a train because obviously there's only one train on the track yeah. as opposed to millions of cars. I'm familiar with the concept of <laughs> public transport, yes. Right, okay, so uh, that's what I'm doing, and then getting a. Because there was no flights to Rome, so I had to fly to Milan. That was the closest place, even though it's like flying to Aberdeen and getting a train to London. <laughs> like, it's effectively what I'm doing here. Uh, just a heads up, though, be careful because if you uh, doing public transport, I fell asleep in an Uber. On a Thursday night, and then when I woke up on Friday morning, uh, TFL London had banned Ubers forever. <laughs> so I don't know what I did or uh, what Bill Bill, my driver, did, but he still got five stars. Oh, and, well, uh, there you go. He probably I'd, gave you five stars. Yeah, I've still well. got sore thighs, but yeah. I'm not really sure what happened. <laughs> there we go. That was teams around the world and uh, a wee bit extra as well there. Uh, teams around the world. <laughs> we'll be back. Next you're summing that up. <laughs> That's, I'm summing it up. Uh, so we're going to move on. This is Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw, and it's time for this. It was just. Banter. Yes, it's our weekly game show. That jingle. That's that amazing. Jingle. It was just banter. Okay, so if you haven't heard this before, uh, then you're in for a treat right now. This is the game that the late great Bruce Versailles left us in his will, and God rest his soul, Strictly was back at the weekend, and it wasn't the same without him, even though he's not been on it for about four years. But anyway, <laughs> here we go. What I'm going to do is read out an abusive tweet, and it's about someone in Scottish football. You just need to tell me who it's about, and uh, let's look at the results from last week's poll. Now, uh, Ray, you've got the Results, haven't you? Yes, I do. 
Uh, it was just Banterpool. Who was in a BP garage accusing Billy's county supporting mate of being on drugs and having a three-legged dog? Who oh, was that? My favourite. My favourite. The options were Derek Adams, Terry Butcher, John Hughes and Richie Foran. I think they're all entirely possible. Yeah, they are. Uh, it was quite close this to be uh, Jer- uh, Derek Adams. Uh, Jerry Adams. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> I was going to do a Jerry Adams. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no, we, yeah. we can't. We can't take that heat. Yeah, uh, Derek Adams finished fourth with uh, with eleven percent. Okay. Uh, Terry Butcher second place with twenty percent. Richie Foran in second place with thirty percent. But the winner was John Hughes with thirty nine percent. Who, in fact, was it, Stephen? Uh, it was in fact John Hughes. So congratulations if you voted on a poll at Scott Soccer FM. Uh, we'll be doing this the same next week as well because I'm about to read out the second one and I can't stop thinking about Jerry Adams in a petrol station, <laughs> lots of petrol cans and everything. Can't stop making. Connection. <laughs> hey, have to move on. Right, okay. We Here's could, what's happening this week. Move, uh, move, move. Right, this okay. is the one we were meant to be professional because we yeah, got a meeting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, let's move on. Okay, I'm going to tell you uh, a tweet. Uh, please stop this. Please, please. She and I enjoyed some banter. Okay, right. Here we go. Here's the tweet for this week. Uh, I don't want you to guess, Ray, because we're going to put it straight out to I don't, the I know you don't want me to get guess because I found it. I know. It was just banter. What a wee tosspot that fat get this person is. Hope Big Jimbo Goodwin snaps him in half next week when we meet. Hashtag Bobag. <laughs> so who do you think that is? Uh, one more time. What are we po- uh, what are we toss spot that fat get is? Uh, Hope Big Jimbo Goodwin snaps him in half next time we meet. Hashtag Bobag. Who do you think it is? At Scott Soccer FM. You can get in touch on pineboffle.com as well. Leave your comments there on the forum. Please leave all your comments there. And also on Facebook, search for us, Soccer FM, uh, in the search bar at the top. And you can give us a page a like and all that stuff as well. And that means that you can get a wee notification when we go live as well, which yep. is very good. So, um, yes, we'll stick that out next week. We'll put the poll up and you can have your say on yep. it. It was just bad. Polls usually go out Monday at 12pm uh, so have a look there yeah she and, there. and I enjoyed some banter <laughs> yeah I just like playing these clips and uh, getting away from the fact that that could have been a career ending segment it was just banter <laughs> ok let's look ahead to this week in Scottish football Celtic are playing in the Champions League on Wednesday they're taking on Anderlecht and this is the real big one for them isn't it yeah I mean this is one you're kind of looking to points because Bayern Munich and PSG are Let's be honest, light years ahead um, financially and uh, football-wise. So I think that's one they'll do. And the last game is back at Celtic Park on um, uh, match six. I, I think it's the yeah, end of November, six, beginning yeah. of uh, December. So if they get a point out here, they win at home. That's it. Um, and I quite fancy it because I think it says a lot about how Rangers played on... Uh, Saturday that Celtic are going to a European game having never really got out of second gear yeah I think they they didn't even get going really on Saturday in terms of full pelt so managed to take off Griffiths uh, Dembele got another wee run out yeah. as well do you expect it to be the same 11? oh I don't know I think he might play Dembele do you? yeah I think just because he's better you know set paces and stuff like that and maybe as scoring as opposed to taking yes well even defensively he's a beast so yeah. I think he's handy for that as well and maybe bring Griffiths on last 25 minutes mm, when he wants to soften up that's what I would do anyway but I'm not Brendan Rodgers yeah I think he might put McGregor in for Rodgick uh, to cover more ground in the middle yeah, of the park yeah I think that's a good shout as well so that's happening on Wednesday good luck to Celtic there Friday night is Hamilton Ackies versus Rangers that's a live game it's the battle for the Intertoto Cup absolutely this is the European clash that we've all been looking forward to Hamilton Aki's gunning in on that top four, top three finish uh, by being an eighth place at this moment. Thank and you. I think um, we actually didn't chat about this enough earlier. Um, Kashinia is going to be under a bit of pressure soon. They don't win on Friday. He is going to be on. Un- 
mega, mega pressure. They've, they dropped points at Hill, and then against Hibs, Hearts and Celtic at home, they picked up one out of nine points. He's never won three games in a row as Rangers manager. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So, he's what? when did he take over? February? Graham Marty March? won three games in a row. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, he did. So, uh, yeah, very poor. I think, uh, in saying that, I think Hamilton have been struggling the past couple of weeks. So, even though I've tipped them for Europe, I think Rangers might just have the edge in front. Get them in an off day. And bounce back. Yeah, exactly. On to Saturday, full card of fixtures. Otherwise, Aberdeen versus St. Johnson. That is a big game. Second yeah. versus third. Aberdeen have not been particularly impressive over the past few weeks. So, they'll be looking to put in an improved performance against St. Johnson. St. Johnson winning against European hunting Hamilton last week as well <laughs> uh, so they'll be on a high so that is a cracking fixture there at Pataudry Celtic versus Hibs Neil Lennon returning is to that Park his first Head. return? I think so yeah can't, can't think of any other yeah, times I was trying to think there. of cup games last season but I don't think there was any no I don't think so so Celtic versus Hibs uh, they might have a European hangover as well you never know yep. so uh, that often happens they after won't. the Champions League they won't they'll probably win yeah. uh, very easily Dundee versus <laughs> Hearts another way game for Hearts obviously because uh, they're still playing sort of God knows where yeah. and is, when you think Castle going to be sorted I think they're changing it into a golf course I think so yeah, yeah that's what's happening Donald Trump's bought it so uh, Dundee versus Hearts that is what's happening at Dens Park at 3 o'clock on Saturday Kilmarnock versus Ross County who will be the Ross County manager probably that Stephen Ferguson guy I don't think I'll appoint someone before then and it's Motherwell versus Partick Thistle that rounds off the fixtures yeah. in the Premier and that's the start of maybe some uh, not so much easier games uh, per se because Motherwell are in great form this season but uh, compared to so we've got the likes of um, Kelly and that coming up whereas we've played a lot of the kind of so-called bigger teams so yeah. that's where hopefully we start to pick up points Ross County and Kelly I think that's the kind of key tie this weekend yeah. um, as much as second v third will be exciting but it's going to be interesting to see if Kelly or Ross County can get that three points and bounce up How many home matches have Kilmarnock had this season? Oh, they only play in Kilmarnock now because the village <laughs> elders have said they're not allowed to leave. <laughs> right, so, okay. Well, that was part of the deal of getting rid of Michael Johnson. Ah, right, yep. okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's not working out very well for them. So no. uh, we'll see how uh, they fare on Saturday against Ross County. Yep, and when we move into the Championship, I, it fucking pains me to say this, but I think potentially one of the ties of the weekend is going to be at East End Park. 100%. Dunfermline versus Dundee United. First versus second. In the, or first versus third, I should say, in the table because St Mirren won on Sunday there. Uh, so Dundee United on 14 points. Dunfermline on 16. Averaging three goals a game so far this season. Uh, Dundee United picking up a great win against Morton. Grinding it out. And uh, we're due Dundee United a bit of a doing. We played them something like six times last season and only drew with them once. And Have you done any tweets times. slagging off their managers? Uh, no, I, I, I got nothing against Ray McKinnon to be careful. Cool. It'd be good to get you alienating another set of fans. No, <laughs> no, no. Dundee United fans will be fine unless something horrific. I mean, bear in mind, nothing can be worse than last season when we missed three penalties in one match against. Oh them. yeah. So listen, that's. Remember, I, remember, I thought I'd met the goalie on the way back, and I hadn't. Nah, it wasn't. It was, was that just, the air game or something? That was the air game. Yeah, yeah so that was rude. That was fun, yeah. that was fun for you. I got a lot of tweets about that as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Dunfermline, Dundee United, big crowd expected at East End Park for Saturday. How many do you reckon? Uh, well, there's six thousand six hundred for the St Mirren game. Yeah. I would expect something a bit similar. I think. Um, That's what Hearts had four two the other day. There's 2,100 Hearts fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty poor, isn't it? Yeah. Not ideal. So, anyway, big crowd expected at East End Park, and the Brideys will be on sale as well. So, Great. lovely stuff. Inverness is uh, struggling down near the bottom of the league. They are playing Queen of the South. Uh, so, that is a hell of a journey that's for Queen a, of the South. That's a must win for uh, John Robertson, I think. I think so. He, I know we're only seven games into his tenure in the league, but the, the start they've had, for given. Well, they're already eight points behind the playoffs. Yeah. Which is 
even at this stage of the season, quite a lot to it's make still up. catchable, but still, you I, don't want to let that get chase, bigger. You're chasing so yeah. many teams in front of you, you need other teams to lose and all the rest of it. It's a really tough ask, uh, even at this stage of the season. Livingston, uh, grown gay, uh, going great guns, I should say, against Go, Dumbar- go, 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 go Gadget, go. Uh, 12 points they are. They are making up the final playoff spot at the moment, just a point ahead of Morton, who are at home to lowly, lowly Falkirk. Um, that is a big, difficult match for Falkirk. Fal- Whoever's in charge. Yeah, Falkirk do have a new manager. Capelo is a notoriously tough place to go. Jim Duffy's got them set up. He knows exactly what he's doing. Again, I, I don't see them picking up points from there. Well, they've brought out Alex Smith to be in temporary yeah. charge. And when and he goes along to, with Lee Miller and someone else, can't remember who the other one is. Yeah, it's Mark Hare and uh, Chapman Alex, Legend. Alex Smith, of course, will go to Capo and, like, oh, God, great, it's 1950 again. <laughs> so uh, he'll be at home there. So we'll see what happens on Saturday uh, between Morton and uh, struggling, languishing Falkirk at the bottom of the table. St. Mirren, uh, they play Brecon at home. Uh, that looks like uh, your stick on home win, I would say, yeah. uh, especially in the form that Lewis Morgan is in down in League 1 it's Airdrie versus Queen's Park Albion Rovers versus Wraith Rovers what uh, a game that'll be yes. 6-4 probably could, could be anything could be anything whatever Albion Rovers turn up uh, they could get scudded or they could win 7-0 we yep. don't know uh, Wraith Rovers still unbeaten of course so well done to them Arbroath versus Aloha as well Air United versus East Fife and Forfar against Stranraer and if we finish in League 2 this weekend we've got Annan versus Cowdenbeath Montrose versus Clyde Peterhead Berwick Rangers Steny against Edinburgh City and Stirling Albion against Elgin City so that rounds off the SPFL this weekend Ray Bradshaw any plans for the week anything uh, on? not much uh, it's my birthday on Wednesday oh happy so birthday thanks mate comes. so just having a bit of time off uh, I was down in London filming my stand-up special wow which is going to be going out uh, soon so you'll be able to download it it's going to be on Amazon oh amazing um, so that's quite cool uh, so this week uh, I'm gigging on Thursday at Wild Cabaret in Glasgow and then having a chilled weekend probably just going to get pissed and celebrate the fact that because I'm now 29 I'm five years closer to looking the age of my face yeah uh, so that's pretty much what I'm doing what you got lined up um, not a lot I don't think this week don't think I've got much on obviously I've got to do a game on Saturday uh, not much else I don't think I think a pretty quiet week do you want to know what it says about my fitness levels during doing this podcast I've got a stitch <laughs> genuinely I've got a stitch and it's agony to be fair you don't need to be jogging on the spot for right I've told you to stop doing that before I, I, I'd like to pretend that that sound is a treadmill and not the sound of my moobs hitting each other thanks <laughs> yeah. mate uh, I should mention I'm probably getting a tattoo this week yes! at some point as well, well yeah. I was in the car this morning and last week we talked about how you never wanted a tattoo yeah. and then this week uh, I was in the car and Heard you say you'd get a tattoo if they gave raised three grand yeah, and it made me realise yeah. that you would do anything for fame yeah and you're going to get a tattoo <laughs> of the word uh, It's either going to be one Des? of the co-hosts Des or Amy On it, me Somewhere You'd probably prefer Amy on you Nah, then tattoos Yeah <laughs> Oh, right, oh yeah. right, sorry Yeah, I mean I know how your mind goes Yeah, but... and also her dad's David Iron, So I'm not going to yeah, uh, exactly. say that, Take that um, I'd say Des Is what you want Because that's funnier Yes, and it could probably easily Change into something else Like Desmond Tutu Desmond Tutu um, You said earlier on Des Lynam Yeah Would be quite good Des it? Clark is shite as well So yeah. said is all you could get No I don't, don't think that'll go down very well So yeah that may be happening uh, Over the next few days So just uh, Despacito Despacito <laughs> Yes Absolutely That's, that's getting used show. tomorrow morning isn't Absolutely it? that is I'm writing that down So uh, that's what's happening with me this week And uh, remember You can always get in touch with us In all the usual places Hope you've enjoyed the show this week though There's more on our Twitter At Scott Soccer FM Like us on Facebook 
Facebook and comment on our own forum on pieandbovro.com. Get in touch for a where are they now and any other comments you have. Remember, it was just banter returns next week. We'll put the poll up <laughs> in just a wee while as well. But for now, it's goodbye from me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. This stitch is genuinely killing me. <laughs> this has been Soccer FM. Good luck to all your teams across the week and we'll catch you next Monday for some more Soccer FM. Thank you.